think about the meetups, to think about the conferences, is nobody takes you in the end, right? And even if you go to one of those boot camps that's $99 or $150, whatever it is, you can't possibly understand the full life cycle of a multifamily project over the course of three or four days. There's just too much information for you to be successful at that. As an operator, I know other investors are romanticizing multifamily investing, and I'm looking to learn from other investors' mistakes. I know you are too, and you found the right place. Welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Multifamily Missteps. I'm your host, Jerome, and we have the pleasure of having another multifamily kickstart situation with my man, Brian. Brian, how are things in your neck of the woods? Doing great. Doing great, Jerome. Thanks for having me on. Man, I'm grateful for you reaching out and wanting to come hang out with me for about 30 minutes or so. So, Brian, do the listeners a favor and tell them a little bit about you and your background and then just start firing these questions and see if I can add some value into your world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So my background's in oil and gas. I'm originally from St. Louis. I went to college down at Texas A&M. I uh, knew nothing about the great state of Texas or oil and gas, but you know, like many down here do, found my way into that career. About half my career is in acquisitions um, and divestiture. So typically looking at, let's call it three, $400 million plus type deals. And so large deals and, and underwriting those and understanding the, you know, the cash flow model and, and our projections there. And so a passion of mine is investing and financial modeling. And as part of that, really towards the end of last year, stumbled upon multifamily syndication. And, you know, I consider myself at least an average uh, man of intelligence, but I didn't know what the word syndication meant. I'd never heard of that type of investment. My wife and my our portfolios, you know, 99% stocks at the time. And it was a big eye opener, man. You know, I read a I read a book and quickly fell in love with it just from the standpoint of diversification of one's portfolio, the tax advantages, the cash flow, the uh, uncorrelated, you know, income stream, um, and just the return profile, as well as the social aspect of it. We've all, you know, I'm sure most of us have lived at apartment complexes that maybe aren't the best run and you go tour some of these. And there's something that burns inside of me of being able to, you know, deploy capital with others to improve those communities. And so yeah, that's where I'm kind of at today. So really it was it was a passion that started towards the end of last year. And then you know, kicking off this year, made the decision to start an LLC and begin underwriting deals. At this point, I've probably looked at, I should go look at my air table, but somewhere let's call it 100 to 120 deals, uh, either you know underwrote that or screen those. It's a highly competitive market, as I'm sure you're aware, trying to make at least one, one offer a week. So, you know, those metrics are always interesting because you hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But, you know, you can make an offer on something and have absolutely no chance of being competitive on it. And so does it really make sense to write? And everybody's got their different perspectives. Some people think, hey, you just need to be in a habit. Others will say, yeah, it doesn't make any sense for me to write on software because you know I'm offering 60% of what they're asking for it. And there's people I know who will pay a whole lot more than I'm willing to. So, you know, 
it's it's really interesting to see you taking action. In fact, it's it's not just interesting, it's exciting. And I know it's frustrating. There's been people who before were saying, hey, we're looking at a hundred deals in order to find one. And that number's growing a little bit. And so for the folks out there who have looked at five or 10 deals or even 20 deals and think, oh man, this thing's never going to work. You just haven't looked at enough deals yet, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're only looking at deals that come through brokers, well, there's also going to be issue with that because more often than not, they're not going to pencil. And pencil just means make sense from a financial perspective as you're going into, you know, your underwriting. And Brian, don't feel bad about not knowing what syndication is or was because I don't think most people actually get it. And fortunately, you know, we offer the alternative, which is just joint ventures where we're not dealing with raising money from folks. We're just bringing partners into the deals and. We believe that is the best way to start out just because you get more experience. It's very much a startup, a small business versus trying to go into, you know, one of the Fortune 500 companies where you're selling shares of your stock. So, you know, I, with that said, let's, let's just dive in and see if we can get some value for you out of this call and make it worth the price of admission, which is free. <laughs> I guess time is money, but yeah, you're right. This is, this is a great platform you have. You know, I think one of my first questions would be, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, um, as you mentioned, are trying to kickstart the multifamily aspect of their career. They've got a W-2 job on the side. So how to message their path into multifamily while, you know, while working at a W-2 and, and trying to find that balance. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts there. And then I've got a follow up. This is a pet peeve of mine. And it's, it's really funny. And just so everybody doesn't skip over what you just said. In fact, I'm going to drop a bomb on it. Oh, man, I'm not even using the right mic. That makes me sad. We got to switch over mics. But what you said was, has a W on the side. He's already made the mental shift, ladies and gentlemen, that his W-2 is the backup plan for his multifamily portfolio. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Like You've got to become the thing that you want to be. And so I switched the mic. Hopefully the audio is a little bit better for you guys now. But the thing that I think is super important here is your social media is your social media. Unless you're using social media to create leads or generate business for your company, they have no right to your social media or to tell you what to or what not to post on your social. So if you want to talk about your hobbies, you want to talk about your personal pursuits on your social media, what's stopping you? Now, the other piece of this is most folks are going to know you for whatever you've been doing. Right. Brian's an oil and gas guy. Uh, I suspect you may have some engineering or business background and just the way you talk yeah, about modeling and so on. Yeah. So you get it. Right. That's the way that this thing works. And so the what do they call it? The transferable skills from engineering and oil and gas to the multifamily is just strong at the financial modeling. And so you've already got this narrative worked out in your head. The reason why a lot of engineers don't actually like single family is because there's no analysis, right? You're not actually going through the PL and figuring out how to make it more efficient. You're not figuring out how to do all the things. And so being able to talk about, so you're not throwing everything away. Although some people may think or feel that that's what's happening when you make the transition. The reality is you are just adjusting, tweaking, modifying the problem that you're applying your skills and training to. And so Talking about this new thing that you're really excited about, taking people along on the journey with you as you're learning, discovering, exploring. And as my man Gary Vee says, documenting the process, I think is an amazing way 
to get people engaged? Is everybody going to run and say, hey, Brian, I want to give you money? No, because you don't have the results, right? You don't have the proof that you can actually do the thing. But are there some people who says Brian's a really hard worker? He's really smart. I haven't ever seen him try something that he couldn't actually figure out or be successful at. Yeah. Are those people going to be willing to partner with you? More than likely, because they know that you take it very seriously. And so I think the most important thing, whether you're raising money or just trying to get people to take you serious as a multifamily investor, is to share with people what you're doing and show them who you are, right? This whole concept that people do business with businesses is a joke. People do businesses with people. And if you have to change your network because the people who you already know, like, and trust aren't folks who are interested in earning their income in an alternative fashion, then you've got to go expose yourself to the world so people can get excited about who you are and they can opt in or opt out without you actually having to go from 15-minute phone call to 15-minute phone call so people get to know who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know that. I think the whole share your journey, take them along for your journey really speaks to me. Um, That's something else I probably struggle with. And maybe it's the engineering side of me, but coming across on social media from a place of sincerity rather than, you know, puffing out your chest and, you know, having to be more transactional, trying to find investors and really having to be, you know, some deeper meaning and, and sincere. And so, you know, that's, that was kind of my follow up is try to, and I think you, you really answered that, but trying to figure out how to structure your social media and your communications such that it's coming from a place of deeper meaning and not just, you know, purely transactional and, you know, self-bravado, et cetera. Yeah. There's no reason to puff out your chest, right? Because everybody knows how successful you've been, right? That's why you have the ability, the capacity to do the next thing. Like if you hadn't done well financially, you wouldn't even be considering this as alternative, right? But the people who are most successful are concerned about taxes, right? If you're not making any money, you don't really care about the amount of money you pay in taxes because you don't see it as a big expense. But as you move up into the 30, 35, 37, 39% brackets, that really starts to eat into what you actually get to take home. And you really start to question why you're working so hard when you only get to keep such a small percentage, right? And so you start talking about that pain that you're trying to solve. You talk about the problems and your, your journey to get to a solution. That's going to resonate with the other people who are in the same boat. And those are going to be the people who you actually want to spend time with because, you know, they're on the same path. And all you have to do as far as leading your tribe is be a little bit ahead of them. Right. If you're just a little bit further ahead, you can teach them what they don't know because they haven't walked down the hall, same hallways you have. And on the flip side of that, you want to be chasing people who are a little bit ahead of you. Like there's some people who invest in Texas and they got a billion dollars in real estate. That's amazing. But that's not going to help you get from no properties to one. Right. It's inspirational. It's aspirational. Got it. But it's two different stratospheres. It's two different. It's absolutely two different ways of doing business. And, you know, you're trying to figure out how to get the right social media posts out when you don't have three quarters of a million or a half a million dollars of assets under management. So you, you, you're not going to talk about that. You're not going to talk about 5,000 doors, right? You're going to talk about this 20 unit that you're looking at that has tremendous upside and nobody's actually paying attention to it because all of the syndication programs tell you to go buy something that's over 100 doors and then you go raise money for that. Two totally different games, but 
if done properly, right, both resonate and it will meet people in different places. And so I, I guess that's the last piece of it, Brian. You you really want to figure out who are the people that you want to actually read your post, right? And if you know who they are and what problem they need to solve and you've got a solution for the problem they're trying to solve, spend all your time talking about that problem. Because the person who can articulate the problem the best is a de facto expert. That's excellent advice, I think, especially with where I'm coming from. You know, a lot of folks in the oil and gas industry, engineers, you know, are higher earners. And, and really, it's been eye-opening to learn about and read about and start to analyze these alternative investments. And I think there's you know, extremely strong cases, as you well know, to invest your money in, in these assets and, and diversify and take advantage of some of the tax advantages. So no, that's excellent. Yeah. So Jerome, the next thing I'd want to ask you about is, I guess I would frame it as specialization versus generalization. So there's so much free material to learn. So many people or podcasts to in Zoom meetings, you could probably jump on. You know, you were telling me before this, you've got 10 meetings today. So as a new investor, you know, I could probably find a couple of Zoom meetings to jump on every few hours. And so my question for you is somebody starting out in multifamily, what have you found is the you know optimal way of approaching the business? And from that I mean you put on the blinders and hyper focus on a market, on um, you know, a couple of folks to try to take down deals in JV with, or do you try to kind of spread a wider net? A lot of people want to be profitable multifamily operators, but lack the knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital to be successful. They often try to overcome these challenges out of order, slowing or eliminating their ability to get their next deal done. We've developed a framework that allows them to gain the knowledge they need to find profitable deals. When they do, they create the time and location freedom, as well as the generational wealth they desire for their family. The Myers methods of multifamily investing have proved to be the fastest way to establish credibility and properly grow an apartment portfolio. If you want to know more about our four-step process, jump over to MyersMethods.com to get our free four-step guide to getting into multifamily investing. Let's get back to the episode. So I believe that every investor is overcoming four challenges, knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital. I think knowledge is the place where you can get stuck in paralysis by analysis, but I don't believe that you just go do something. I think you need foundational knowledge. You said you're an engineer by training. Imagine trying to go do engineering and not having any of the stuff that you learned in a four year. Granted, you don't use all the stuff that you learned in a four years, but you can pull from that experience, right? And so find somebody who's going to give you the process end to end so you have your baseline. The thing about the podcast, the thing about the meetups, the thing about the conferences is nobody takes you into end, right? And even if you go to one of those boot camps that's $99 or $150, whatever it is, you can't possibly understand the full life cycle of a multifamily project over the course of three or four days. There's just too much information for you to be successful at that. Now, people do it and really it's just a lead magnet in order to sell them to the more expensive thing, right? So Find a course that's spread out over some time that forces you to actually walk down the road and then augment that, get your continuing education credits with your conferences, your podcasts, your books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? That for me is the most efficient model. I did it the most inefficient way. I was listening to 40 hours of podcasts each week, throw in some YouTube videos, a few books, and then go through the school of hard knocks, underwrite the deals, Buying stuff off LoopNet, like if you think of a mistake, 
that could be made, I'm pretty sure I made it. And that's why multifamily missteps showed up. It was because I got tired of listening to all the different podcasts where everybody made money every time and they never made any mistakes. And I couldn't understand why I had this deal. I was over budget on my construction. I didn't have a partnership that was working extremely well. And I could go down the list, right? We went as far as having people still in the HVAC unit out of the cage at the property that we were working on. Like it just, I, I couldn't believe, I was just totally baffled by all the mistakes I was making. And so I, I didn't want other people to go through those same challenges, right? And so you can turn a decade of learning into a year or months by simply getting somebody to give you the content that's organized. And this is all the contents out there, but what people really are paying for, even though most folks don't get it, is the fact that it's organized and it's concise and it's cohesive. There's nothing worse than dumping a jigsaw puzzle box out, putting all the pieces together, and then finding out that you don't have all of them, right? You, you find that there's one piece missing, and so you can't complete the puzzle. And usually what that means in this business is you got to go pay somebody else to do the other thing. And there's nothing more frustrating for me than thinking I bought a complete solution only to find out that, oh yeah, that wasn't included in the scope. And so get somebody to give you full body of knowledge, our four-step process, find, fun, fix, and flip. We put it through our course, it's over 12 weeks or 11 weeks. And the whole goal there is you take this piece, you go implement, then you come back, you get another module, you take the piece, you go implement, and then you have the stuff for reference later on, right? Because you're not going to use it all over the course of the 90 days or whatever. And so you, you, you want to be able to come back and reference it later. The other thing I'll say from the standpoint, don't partner initially. Like when I say don't partner, don't form a company to go buy stuff with people. Form your own company, your own enterprise and then if you decide that you somebody around you finds a deal and you guys want to do it together because of net worth and liquidity and varied skill sets, awesome. Partner on that deal using your entity. That way, if you decide that you don't actually like operating the business with them, then you don't have to start all the way over. That's what happens. Like, oh, I can't do this by myself. I don't have enough time. I'm going to go partner with three or four people. Now we're going to go do all the same deals and we're all looking in this market and I don't know how to actually reach out to owners. So I'm counting on you to do that. And I don't actually know how to analyze my own deal. So I'm only going to use your underwriting. And then you get in a deal and you're like, oh man, that guy's a jackass. Like, I don't want to do another deal with him or the, the lady's just mean. I, I don't want to do anything with her. So, but you just have the entity. So now you're jammed. You don't have an option to go do anything with anybody else. You meet some more people. Your network continues to expand. You, maybe you get connected with the operator who's like, man, I, I'm really tired of doing underwriting. Hey, Brian, I really love to have you come in on these deals and just filter for us. And then if we find something, we'll bring you in. You can't go do that because you feel guilty about the folks that you've built your partnership with. Flip side of that is you get into the deal. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't imagine doing multifamily without you. I would love to go ahead and formalize this and do more. Okay. Well, do we partner by the deal or are we doing this as a collective? You actually have the experience of being in the seat with people, seeing what happens when things go wrong, feeling the pressure and the stress, all of that stuff, right? And you stack all that up and you have a really, really good 
indication of what the future is going to predict or what the future is going to be. Date before you get married. I guess you're not a fan of that. What is that show? Love at first sight or whatever that they uh, walk That's in. not real. It's not a real thing. Like, and I, I know some people still have arranged marriages and, you know, they learn to love each other over years, but there's a whole lot of rub along the way. There's a whole lot of frustration or people sit in those relationships and suffer in silence because they don't tell people what they actually need. And so I absolutely 100% believe that you should date before you get married. And I think you should see the seasons, right? I don't think you, you date for a month or three and then you feel like you actually know the person, right? And I mean, to take it to the next level, Brian, it's really hard for a lot of people to talk about money, right? They'd rather leave their kid with you than send you $50,000. So the concept of, oh, well, I'm going to sign this multi-hundred thousand dollar, multi-million dollar loan with you so that we can buy this thing. And if it doesn't go well, we're both responsible for the shortfall if there is any. That's like me calling you and saying, hey, Brian, I, I want this Lamborghini Aventador. Um, will, you, will you sign the loan with me? And we can share it. Maybe we'll rent it out and we can share it. You're, you're in? Yeah, that's right. No, you don't know me. You're not in. You, you won't, you're so kind, you won't say it. Uh, there's probably an explicative on the front end, right? But yeah, you're, you're not going to. I mean, that. that thing drives away pretty fast. I might be able to you know, make it out of the state back down here to Texas. <laughs> well, just know that it gets like five miles to the gallon. So you're going to have to stop at <laughs> a bunch of gas stations. <laughs> hey, boosting up oil demand. I like it. Yeah. Well, no, that's great. What, what about what about market wise? You know, do you believe that somebody, you know, the, with the way you teach and, and walk through your material, are you recommending folks hyper focus on, you know, a market and a sub market or again, you know, have more of a, a broad brush in, in this competitive market today? If you can buy in your backyard, buy in your backyard because you actually know the city or the town. Mm -hmm. That's my personal preference. It gives you a level of familiarity and some expertise that people who are researching your market on the internet don't have. It's always interesting when somebody from out of state tells me what's happening in my real estate market and how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. I, it's not possible, right? Just because all the data that's going to be on the internet's stale, right? You're not doing those market studies. Now, can you call around and get people to quote you rental rates over the phone? Yeah. Can you look up what traded on CoStar in the past six or 12 months? Yeah. Can you see what's active on LoopNet? You can, but are you on the ground? Can you actually feel it? There's something to be said for being in a space, right? So I, I encourage people to buy in their backyard if they can. If they can't buy in their backyard, then don't say you're buying Florida or North Carolina. There's a hundred counties in North Carolina. Within those counties, there's multiple cities. Like, what city do you buy? And then eventually, I think most people get to the place where there's certain neighborhoods that they want to buy within the city or parts of town. I want to buy Northside or I want to buy inside of 840 or I want to buy off of Battleground, you know, anywhere north of the city, whatever it is. And that level of specificity allows you to actually tell people what you need in order to get the outcome that you're looking for, right? You can chase 50 rabbits. You won't catch any of them. Or you can pick the one and be successful at it. Now, with that said, you know, is there going to be enough deal flow for you to evaluate 100 deals in a single market? Probably not. But are there 100 owners in the market that you're interested? Absolutely. Can you reach out to those? 100%.
Will you eventually get an opportunity from one of those reach outs? You will, without a doubt. Now, how long it takes and what methods you need to do, whether it's text or email, phone calls, letters, uh, pigeons, whatever it is, smoke signals, however you get in contact with them and get them to say, hey, I'm ready for an opportunity from you to buy this thing. We don't know. But what we do know is that you will get an opportunity if you spend enough time reaching out to those folks, because at some point, everybody's ready to sell. Smoke signal. I like it. I'll write that one down. And, or maybe the guy that spins the little sign on the side of the road, you know? Do that, get the blow up thing in their front yard, run a cord from the outside plug and let the guy do the dance. <laughs> I, I want to buy like your it. property, you know? Yeah, and exactly. Sometimes it's just about attention, but, you know, being front of mind for the owner of the property when they're ready to do the transaction keeps them from going to the broker more often than not. And I think there's tremendous value in that. Well, Jim, I know we're coming up on 30 minutes. I'll I'll shoot out one more question for you. What would you say is the most valuable thing you do every week for your business? Ooh, you know, it's working on me, man. I'll just be a thousand percent honest. I, I spend somewhere between three and five hours working on myself each day. And the goal there is just to make sure like I'm in peak performance condition. That allows me to come in and pour pretty aggressively into the business, whether it's reviewing the dashboards or updating them to make sure that we have a clear understanding of what's happening at the property, whether it's creating content for social media so that folks know who we are, what we're about, creating stuff for the podcast. Like I, I remember a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, like I used to do these things and I would be breathing heavy because, you know, I was trying to communicate with the energy, but I just didn't have the win. And so when I started running, it really gave me opportunity to be able to talk for a minute without being tired. And so, I mean, every day that I make the investment in myself, consuming more content from the different thought leaders around the country, that stuff allows me to come in and pour into others. And, you know, I am, for lack of a better term, the big part of the business, even if I don't want to be a lot of the time. So the better I perform, the better off the business is. That's a great answer. I appreciate it. And I really enjoyed hearing you speak at MFIN, you know, where we connected and enjoy what you do and all the content you put out. Awesome. Well, Brian, thanks for hopping on with me and asking these amazing questions that nobody's asked me any of these. So, man, you're a rock star. Looking forward to watching you on your journey. And if we can ever do anything to help you along the way, please don't hesitate to reach out. I really appreciate it. It Definitely my pleasure. Thanks, Jerome. Sure. And to the listeners, the pack's with you. We'll talk soon. You made it to this juncture, so you really love what we shared on this episode of Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. And share this with somebody who's interested in multifamily investing. Until the next time, the pack is with you.